Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbaji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Odekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant. 2019. Let my covenant people go. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So some of you today, I don't have to touch you. I'll just speak the word. I'll mention your case and you will be healed. I said you will be healed. You see, because it's not in the touch. It's in the word. The healing is not in the touch. He sent his word and his word healed them of all their infirmities. So the healing is in the word. It's in this word that I'm preaching to you right now. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was preaching, he was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. So guess what? The power of God is present right now and he's healing everyone right now. towards heaven and let's begin to thank God for his presence just lift up your hands towards heaven and just begin to thank God for his presence thank God for his healing ask him to heal you his presence is here his presence is here In the name of Jesus, ask him to heal you. We've come with expectation. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Without expectation, you receive nothing. This is healing school. And so we come with expectation that God will heal us. Amen. All you have to do is set your expectation. Set your expectation on what you have come here for. Don't put your expectation on 
the one sitting on your right or on your left. You have not come to receive anything from man. You have come to receive from God. Without expectation, you will be disappointed. Amen. So tonight, we have come with our expectations set on Jesus that he will heal you. That whatever sicknesses or diseases you came here with, when you leave healing school today, you are going to leave this place totally healed. Amen. Amen. You are going to leave this place fully well. If you came in with pain, you are going to leave with that pain gone. If you came with any doctor's diagnosis, you are going to leave free from that diagnosis. Because Jesus is a healing Jesus. Say amen. Amen. Jesus is a healing Jesus. And so today, you will be healed. In the name of Jesus. Let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. You're all welcome to our healing school tonight. Um, This is our second healing school uh, for this year. Um, We had our first one in January. Uh, We have normally three in the year. Uh, So this is our second one for the year. The last one will be in December. And um, we come with high expectation, believing that God will heal us in the name of Jesus. Before we we start, we want to first and foremost acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Because we can do nothing without him, amen? And uh, I want to encourage you that you will not be disappointed. Amen. You will be healed today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, um, the healing school is a vision that the Lord has given us. And what we, have, we are trying to do with the healing school is to raise partners. So at every healing school, we, we acknowledge the partners that make the healing school possible. So we want to take this opportunity uh, to acknowledge the presence of all the partners who make the healing school possible. The reason why we have partners for healing school is because we don't take offerings at the healing school. Because when we take an offering, it will seem as if we are taking offering because you have been healed. That's the instruction I received from the Lord. So we don't take offering during the healing school. The healing school is absolutely free. And it's non-denominational. It's open to everyone. When you come to the healing school, we will not tell you to join our church. Amen. 
we will send you back to whichever church you are coming from in Jesus' name. So before we start, I want to uh, acknowledge all the partners of the Healing School. Um, If we have anyone who is a partner here, please rise up on your feet and let's acknowledge your presence. All partners, those who are partners of the Healing School. If you are not a partner, that's fine. Remain seated. If you are a partner, please rise up. Any partners? Praise God. So these are the partners of Healing School. They are helping us take the gospel to the world. And by the grace of God, the Healing School is growing stronger and stronger. And we are trusting God that uh, come December, the Healing School will be bigger than what it is now. Uh, I think this will be the third one. Is Is it the third or the second? Is the third one so far. Amen. So let's appreciate all our partners of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. There are five benefits of partnership for the healing school, which I will talk about later uh, towards the end of the service. Amen. Now, just, just as a quick brief survey. Let me see by hand uh, anyone here that is a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, that's fine. Let's see by hands if you're a Christian. Good. Let's see also by hand. Is there anyone here that is not a Christian? You're not a Christian? Okay. So we are all Christians. Wonderful. So um, it makes... It makes my, my work easier and, 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 and comfortable for everyone. Amen. All right. So I think we are ready to get into the word. Um, we usually project our scriptures here on the screen, but our monitors are not here. So we are going to try and project. If you don't have a Bible... We are trying to project the scriptures right there for you to be able to uh, read. If you have a good eyesight, uh, if you don't have a good eyesight, before you live here, you have a good eyesight in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anyone here that has come from out, out of Crawley? Anyone? Outside of Crawley? Okay. Where, where, how far have you come from, ma'am? Bedford. Bedford. Wonderful. How far have you come from? Coventry. Coventry. Wonderful. How far? How far have you come from? Storrington. Awesome. Anyone else? How far have you come from? Horsham. Wow. That's so far. And so how far have you come Forest Road. That's London. Forest Road is near East Greenstead. East Okay. All right. Wonderful. Wow. Have you come from far also, sir? Northgate. Northgate. Okay. All right, are you ready for the word? 
Please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. Matthew chapter 9, from verse 27 to 30. I read. The Bible says that when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. Now, how many of you know that the blind men coming to him did not come on their own, but they were led by someone to bring them to Jesus. So the Bible says that the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? What did they need? They needed their sight to be healed. They needed to be able to see. So Jesus asked them the question, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Now, the reason why Jesus needed to ask them, do they believe that he's able to do this is because sometimes people are going through sickness and diseases, but they don't need help. They like their sickness the way they are. Uh, I have seen people who um, are blind and don't want to be cured because uh, they are making money from their sickness. So Jesus was specific. Do you believe that I am able to do this? And I like their response. The Bible says that, and they said, yes, Lord, verse 29. Then Jesus touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Verse 30, and their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no man knows it. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I want to teach on the message I have titled, How to Use Your Faith. How to use your faith. How to use your faith. Now, before we talk about how to use your faith, the quick question we want to ask and answer is what is faith? What is faith? Faith can be defined as God doing what he says he will do despite prevailing circumstances. Faith is God doing what he says he will do. You said, how do I know that? Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. 
It says, God is not a man that he should lie. That means whatever God says he will do, he will do. Because he is not a man that he should lie. And then he went forth to say, he said, no, the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Has he spoken, and will he not bring it to pass? That means every time God says something, he does it. So whatever God has said concerning you in this healing school today, he will do it. So that is what faith is. Why? Because if you don't know what faith is, you will not be able to use your faith. And let me say this. There are two different types of faith. Two different types of faith. Physical faith and spiritual faith. Physical faith and spiritual faith. When you came to the healing school, you were offered a chair to sit down. You sat on the chair believing that the chair could hold your weight. How many of you checked whether the chair was going to break? You didn't check it. That means you had faith in the chair. That's physical faith. That is what it means to have physical faith or natural faith. You had faith in the chair. You didn't check whether the chair was going to break. You trust that the chair could hold your weight till the end of the service. That's very important. Now, the same way we had faith in that chair, we can transfer that faith from the physical to the spiritual. Spiritual faith simply means we trust the integrity of God's word. That means if God says he will heal you, he will heal you. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. Very important. It says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. So that means if you have faith tonight, nothing, that pain will have to obey your faith. Are you getting it? That diagnosis from the doctors will have to obey your faith because we are going to move your natural faith that you put in that chair and put that faith in God knowing that God can heal you. Now, if this chair could contain your weight, you trust the chair, how much more God? Is the chair bigger than God? Is the chair greater than God? Who is greater, the chair and God? God is greater. So if the chair has been able 
to fulfill its part of the bargain, guess who is more reliable than the chair? God is more reliable. And you will be healed today. I said you'll be healed today. All believers were given a measure of faith as salvation. All. That's why I asked from the beginning, how many Christians do we have here? So the day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, a measure of faith was measured to you without doing anything. It was a free gift to you. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. The Bible says, we have all been given a measure of faith. That is a free gift of God to you. You didn't have to do anything. That was given to you at salvation. I had that same measure of faith. You had that same measure of faith. God is not biased in measuring the faith of the measure of faith to all of us, and he measured it how equally. So if I had 10 ounces of faith, you also had 10 ounces of faith. The day you gave your life to Christ. But the question is, even though many has been given a measure of faith during salvation, many don't grow their faith. So that measure of faith does not grow. It stays the same. And as the saying goes, what you feed grows. Is that right? What you feed grows. So if you feed your faith, your faith will grow. If you don't feed your faith, your faith will not grow. So how do we feed our faith? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. We feed our faith by hearing the word of God. That's why the Bible says that so then faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. How does faith come? How does faith come? So faith comes by hearing. As you are hearing the word, guess what's happening? Faith is building upon in you. Your faith is growing. I don't know what level of faith you had when you came in today. By the time you leave this place today, your faith is going to grow from a measure of faith to great faith. And you'll be able to do exploits. In Jesus' name. There are five levels of faith. There are five levels of faith. Number one, there is the weak faith level. Weak faith level. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. The weak faith level. Romans chapter 14, verse 1. It says, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. Now, so that means in every service, there are those who have strong faith and there are those who have weak faith. 
what, lay, what led to our faith becoming weak is because we did not feed the measure of faith that was given to us from the beginning. How many of you know that if you don't eat for a month, your body will be weak? Isn't that right? Because you have not been feeding your body. So if you don't feed your body, your body will become what? Weak. This is very important. The second level we want to look at is little faith. Level two is little faith. Little faith is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30. It says, now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So you see, from weak faith, we move to little faith. When you feed your faith, that weak faith grows to a little faith level. Now, the weak faith level argues with everything. Weak faith disputes everything. Weak faith, if you hear in the healing school, God is going to heal you. Weak faith says, but I've consulted the best doctors. The best doctor says, it is not possible. That's weak faith. Weak faith doubts everything. Weak faith disputes everything from the word. If God says, I will heal you, weak faith says, it's not possible. I was born like this. Weak faith says, the doctors have said, I will die like this. Weak faith, faith doubts the word of God. Now, now, Little faith struggles with what to eat. Little faith worries about what to eat, where to sleep, what to wear. Now I'm showing you the five levels of faith and what they can do. Little faith is thinking about what am I going to wear today? What am I going to eat tomorrow? Where, where, where am I going to live? That's what little faith thinks about. Number three is mustard seed faith. Level three is mustard seed faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Jesus said, so the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will obey you. Now, how many of you have seen a mustard seed before? Anyone? Do you see how tiny they are? It's the tiniest of all the seeds. So Jesus is saying, if you have faith as little as the master seed, the master seed faith can move a mulberry tree from one place to the other. That mulberry tree could be a pain 
It could be a sickness. It could be a disease. It could be a genetic disorder. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, that mustard seed faith can move that sickness from where it is to where you want it. This, this is very important. I want you to follow me. The fourth level of faith is strong faith. Strong faith. Romans chapter 4 verse 20. Strong faith. The Bible says that he did not waver. This is talking about Abraham. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But he was strengthened or strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Strong faith. When you have strong faith, strong faith has the ability to resurrect dead wombs and dead bodies. Remember, the Bible says that Abraham's body was dead. And he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. So what strong faith can do, strong faith is able to resurrect dead wombs and dead bodies. That means if anything in your body is dead, when you come to the level of strong faith, that strong faith can bring to life anything that has been dead. And today it will happen. Maybe it might be part of your body that is not responding. It might be a finger that is not responding. It might be a part of a body. Maybe, some, maybe it could be a family member that has gone through some form of stroke. Right from this place, before we finish today, anyone you know, anyone you are related to, that has any form of sickness or disease, be it stroke, be it deadness in any part of their body, be it in their womb, it will come back to life. Yes. I said it will come back to life yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. And they will call you later to tell you about this time today, I was healed. Yes. Or when you get home, you call them and they'll tell you they are healed. The last level of faith that we want to look at is great faith. Great faith. That is the fifth level. Great faith. Matthew chapter 8 verse 10. Matthew chapter 8 verse 10. This has to do with the centurion whose servant was sick. And then in verse 8, the Bible says that he came to Jesus and said to Jesus, send your word. Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house. The centurion said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Why? Because I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. Do you see the same, the same example of natural faith and spiritual faith? This man was an army man. He understood authority. He says to this one, go, and he goes. And in all humility, I know Jesus. Any sickness you are going through, when I tell it to go today, it will go. It will go. When I tell it to go, it will go. Because 
I understand what it means to be under authority. I am not operating under my own authority. I'm operating in the authority of Jesus Christ. Say amen to that. So the centurion said to Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Send the word only. When you send the word, my servant will be made whole. Now look at verse 10. Very key. The Bible says that when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Do you see great faith level? When you get to great faith level, you don't need anybody to touch you. You speak it and it happens. Because there is nothing greater than the word. The word of God is greater than that sickness, that pain, that disease that the doctor says is going to be with you forever. I remember when our last born was going to be born. My wife went for a scan. And through the scan, they said the baby is going to have a Down syndrome. And right there when they said that, I said to them, in our family, nothing goes down. Nothing goes down. He can never have a Down syndrome. Because God always gives us perfect gift. And so, um, they said, okay, we have to do further tests. So we were sent to, uh, was it St. Helia? St. George's in London, Tooting Broadway. And before we got there, we decided to take communion. So I said, let's take communion. So I took a communion element. I prayed over it. I gave it to her to take. And then when she took the communion, because now they are going to use a machine that has just been uh, brought to the country that can tell you accurately and exactly whether your child is going to have a Down syndrome or not. So we took the communion, we prayed, and then she went for the test. When she went for the test, they tested everything. Now, this is, I think, the third test we're about to do. First second has confirmed that the child is going to have is going to be a Down syndrome. So the final test, we took communion, we had a test, and everything came out clear. They said there was nothing. It's a perfect baby. Why? Because we had faith in the word. Please hear me. I don't want you to travel all the way. You've come all this while to waste your time. You've come with expectation, knowing that God can do what he says he will do. Amen? Thank God for the doctor's report. Yes, thank God for the doctors. I go to the doctor when I'm not feeling well sometimes, but I can't remember the last time I was unwell. Amen? Thank God for the doctors. 
But with all due respect, God's report far supersedes all other reports. Take that limitation off your mind right now. Take that limitation off. Yes, you read the doctor's report that says you can never be healed. Take that limitation off now. If you want God to heal you, you have to take that limitation off. Because if you don't take off that limitation, God can break past what hindrance you have placed within yourself. And let me say this. If you can't write this down. Your faith will not. It can never work. Without love. Your faith will not. And can never work. Without love. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 6. It says but faith. Working through love. Faith working through love. So that means if your faith is going to work, you have to walk in love. This is very important. If your faith is going to work, you have to walk in what? Love. You can't walk in bitterness, anger, and so on and so forth and expect your faith to work. Faith only works through love. So, before we continue, let's go back to our foundational text. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. Matthew chapter 9, from verse 27 to 30. The Bible says, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him crying out and saying, Son of man, son of David, have mercy on us. Let me say this. Crying is good, but when it comes to faith, there is no place for crying. Stop looking for human sympathy. Stop going around telling everyone the doctor said I am this. The doctor said I am that. That's the doctor. Who does God say you are? There is no place for crying when it comes to faith. Faith has nothing to do with your feelings. And let me say this, faith or feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with goose pimples. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I feel goose pimples. No, that's not the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's, a, that's not the Holy Spirit. Faith is not feelings. Faith operates on instructions, not based on feelings. Pilots fly by instructions. 
they don't fly high based on feelings. They don't, when they are 20,000 feet above sea level, then the pilot will say, I feel like pulling this or pressing that. No, no, no. Instructions. You fly in life based on instructions. And faith works by instructions. So these two blind men were following Jesus and they were crying. Crying, son of David, have mercy on us. How many of us have spent money, gone to the best doctors, gone to the best hospital, consulted private, private doctors and, and the best, crying, going from pillar to post for help. Yet our help did not come. Verse 28, the Bible says that, and when he had come into the house, now notice that they were crying, but Jesus didn't do anything about their crying. Did you notice that? Jesus actually walked away from them into his house. And the Bible says they followed him. And when he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. They came to Jesus. If crying can solve any problem, Jesus should have solved their problem the first time they cried. But Jesus ignored their cry. You've cried for far too long. It's time to operate your faith. So the Bible says that he came to the house and they followed him. Now, this is where many people who don't understand healing also go wrong. They say, if you know you have the power to heal, go to the hospital and heal people. It doesn't work that way. The reason why you have come from far and near to this place is because you want Jesus to heal you. So you have to put your faith to work. Because faith without works is dead. So the Bible says, they came to him in the house and look at the question Jesus asked them. Jesus said, do you believe that I am able to do this? There are many people who come to Jesus and don't believe that he can heal them. Do you believe that Jesus can do this? Do you believe? Now, these two blind men were born blind from their mother's womb. Let's just assume for the purposes of analogy, they are both 50 years old. That is 100 years walking around with blindness. Somebody helping them if they want to go to Tesco, please help me. If they want to go to Asda, can you help me? If there's no one to help them, that means they were not going to go to their desired destination. And how would they know that they were at where they want to go? Because if the person you've asked to help you is lazy, they can dump you anywhere and tell you this is Tesco. They'll take you to Iceland and tell you this is, we've took, this is Tesco. So for 100 years, they were walking about blind, looking for help. 
And Jesus asked them, do you believe? In other words, do you have deep abiding trust in me, Jesus? Do you have deep abiding word, abiding trust in the word of God? This word was able to create the entire universe. What is that situation you're going through? Do you have abiding trust in me that I will be able to heal you? And I like their response. The Bible says that, and they said to him, yes, Lord. They were blind, but they still said, yes, Lord. They were still experiencing that pain, yet they said, yes, Lord. We believe we, you can heal us. We believe in your word. I might not receive my healing yet, but yes, Lord, I believe that you will heal me today. Amen. Say with me, today, today is my day of healing. Say it, today is my day of freedom. Today is my day of healing. Today is my day of liberty. Today, not tomorrow, is my day of healing. I want you to say it till you have that conviction in your heart. Say, today is my day of healing. Today is my day of healing. Today. It's my day of healing. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe that today is your day? Not tomorrow. Today. Not next week. Today. I believe God that you are going to be healed today. Because we have prayed for you before you came. We have been fasting and we have been praying for you. So you have not just come into an environment where there is no power to heal. There is so much power available here to heal everyone. To heal everyone. We have been praying and fasting for the past 27 days for you. So that when you come, you will be healed. So you will not live here the same. So plug into the power. Power is available. Plug in. You've just received your healing. I don't know what you came here for, but you have just received it. Say a good amen. You have just received it. Do you believe it? Say a good amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah, there's power available here to heal everyone. Everyone. Someone is just being healed of dislocation right now. Dislocation of your arm. It comes and goes. You are just healed now. It will never come back again. Say amen. Say amen. Someone is just being healed of pain in your body. Any form of pain in any part of your body, you are healed right now. 
Say a good amen. Amen. So Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. The Bible says that when they responded, yes, Lord, that we believe you'll be able to heal us. Verse 29. The Bible says that then Jesus touched their eyes. Then Jesus touched their eyes. But I want you to notice something very important there. When Jesus touched their eyes, nothing happened. They were still blind. Their blindness did not leave. They were still blind. The Bible says, and Jesus touched their eyes. But they were still blind. But notice the next thing that happened. When Jesus touched their eyes, the Bible says, it says, saying. So, Jesus touched their eyes. Nothing happened. Then Jesus said something. This is how the kingdom of God operates. The kingdom of God operates in saying. Faith is activated in saying. Faith is a speaking faith. So some of you today, I don't have to touch you. I'll just speak the word. I'll mention your case and you will be healed. I said you will be healed. You see, because it's not in the touch. It's in the word. The healing is not in the touch. He sent his word and his word healed them of all their infirmities. So the healing is in the word. It's in this word that I'm preaching to you right now. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ was preaching, he was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. So guess what? The power of God is present right now and he's healing everyone right now. He's healing everyone right now. So the Bible says that then Jesus touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, not according to my faith, but according to whose faith? faith. According to whose faith? faith. According to whose faith? faith? That's why I'm teaching you on how to use your faith, not my faith. Not my faith. But your faith. Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be to you. (laughs) So that means all these years, these blind, two blind men were walking about thinking that Jesus was going to heal them. Thinking that they needed to come to healing school before they get healed. But they did not know that they had the faith to be healed. You don't need my faith. Today is going to use your faith is going to heal you. Say amen. Amen. Check the scriptures. Check Jesus' ministry. Almost everyone, 90% to 99% of everyone that was healed by Jesus was according to their faith. 
You say, according to your faith, be it done unto you. So guess what? You have faith to be healed. Today. Not tomorrow, today. I said not tomorrow, today. You have the faith to be healed today. He said, this pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. I'll show you shortly. I'll open your eyes to the truth of the word. And what has carried you for all these years, you'll carry it today. Anything that you have depended upon, some of us, it might be insulin. We have been insulin dependent for 10 years, 20 years. We have been dependent on that thing for all these years. Today, you will not be dependent on it again. So Jesus said to them, According to your faith, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Is your faith coming up alive? The same way you trusted that chair could carry you, we're going to move that trust from that chair and put it into God. Right now, God is healing generational chronic diseases. Right now. A window of generational healings have just been opened right now. In your family bloodline, in your mother's lineage, your father's lineage, things that have been chronic sicknesses, you know, chronic, generational, it could be asthma in your father or in your mother, aunties, uncles, it's in everyone. It's been healed right now. God is healing it right now. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for you so you can be a new bloodline. So as I'm speaking right now, there is an infusion of a new bloodline injecting into me. Some of us, is our blood system. It's being taken care of now. Now, right now, right now, your blood system is being cleaned now. There's a lady in this church, I was teaching one day just like this. She had had an issue of blood for years. Issue of blood. Because of that, sometimes she can't come to church. And nobody knew, knew about it teaching like this and then all of a sudden the power of God 
touched her. And that blood flow ceased. There's another lady in this church who was taking not, not less than 20 tablets every day when she joined the church. 20 different tablets. 20 different tablets every day. She was hearing the word like this, teaching, teaching. We don't force people to obey the word. We believe that the word works. So we, my responsibility is to teach you the word. Your responsibility is to put the word to work. Over 20 tablets. I lie not. I tell you the truth. I can't stand before God and before you and lie. Never. From that 20 tablets, today she's not on any tablet. She's not on any tablet whatsoever. Because the word of God works. There is only one thing we use in this church, and that is the word of God. And we've seen diverse kinds of healings and miracles. So today is your day. So Jesus touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith. So the question I want to ask is, if you came in with a measure of faith, or you came in with a weak faith, then that means by now, your faith should have moved one step. Yeah? Your faith should have moved either to mustard seed level or little faith or strong faith or great faith. Jesus Christ taught his disciples and asked how to use their faith. But your faith will not work when you walk in unforgiveness. Remember I said earlier that your faith will not work if you don't walk in love. The same is true. Your faith will not work if you walk in unforgiveness. Mark chapter 11 from verse 22 to 25. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 25. I read, the Bible says that Jesus said unto them, have faith in God. Who do we have faith in? Who do we have faith in? Have faith in who? In God. So, I don't know where your faith was before you came in. I want you to move your faith from wherever it was before you came in to God. First verse 3 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever, now that word whoever there has to be qualified. Whoever is not just anyone. It's not an unbeliever, but a believer who has faith. 
He said, I say unto you, surely whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. So, do you see how faith is activated? Faith is activated through saying, through speaking. You have to speak it. So today, I'll give you an opportunity to call forth that sickness and say, diabetes, I am healed. Chronic blood disease, I am free. Imbalance hormones stops today. Because you have to speak it. And, and, okay, let's not go there now. So Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. You can't walk in faith or see faith miracles if you have doubt in your heart. Let me show you how doubt works. So, Say, at some point, I'll give you the opportunity to speak to your body or whatever sickness it is. When you do that, one minute when you step out of that door on your way home, the devil will whisper doubt into your mind. And say, in the church you were healed, but I don't really think since you came out, That healing is still there. And so now, if you're going to go back and check, you don't check in doubt. You check in faith. Are you following me? So let's say that that sickness or that disease is the mountain. So Jesus said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart and does not doubt in his heart. So now if you're going to check the report or go back for confirmation you must go in faith but not in doubt. Are you getting what he's saying? He said does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things which he says will be done he will have. He will have whatsoever he says. So we have to make your mind, you have to make your mind that whatever you receive here today as your healing stays. You have it and nothing can take it away from you. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293 Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Covenant is here again. 
Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbeti for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Caris Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.